This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. There's a topic that today I want to explore with you because I think it's something that people aren't talking about on social media and yet is happening over and over again. And that is how to deal emotionally, personally and professionally when you have a challenging client. Now, this client could be someone who has purchased a service and yet is demanding way more than they're getting. This could be someone who joins a coaching program or a mastermind and begins to become a little bit toxic in that environment. And yet there's not enough evidence and particularly written evidence of their behaviours. And yet you as the coach, you as the, the service provider are beginning to feel and experience a degree of discord, which can become really uncomfortable. And I want to talk about this today because I am not currently going through any of these situations. I recently spoke to a peer of mine, someone I work with in collaborations and partnerships, and she is right in the thick of dealing with some very challenging clients. And emotionally, that's very challenging for her and taking her eye off the ball on other parts of the business because it's affected her emotionally in to quite a big degree. And I've been there myself. And so whilst I am very much not in that scenario of dealing with the emotions of having a very challenging client, I feel able to talk to you about it today from a removed standpoint. I know that it would not be appropriate for me to talk about this when I'm in the middle of a situation and for several reasons. One, because it would be obvious to the other party involved that it was them. And that is not acceptable and that's not professional and would go against any contractual agreement, I suppose, even if you never mentioned names and details. It wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't be an integrity for me. The other thing is that often when I receive above and beyond feedback, I think feedback, as I'll talk about today, can be incredibly useful. But sometimes there is there is beyond feedback. There is actually a level of criticism that crosses a line. And when you are on the receiving end of that, it can actually be quite difficult, particularly if, like me, you are someone who gives your best. You are doing the best that you can. And it could well be that there are elements of your delivery that you have underlooked or underconsidered and had that feedback come back to you in a a kinder way, you would have been much more receptive to it. So this is for you today, this episode, if you are right in the middle of that, or you're just coming out of dealing with a challenging client. First of all, you are not alone. I would imagine that most of you listening right now either will experience one shortly or have experienced at least one in your business. And what was interesting for me, the very first difficult, challenging client I had in terms of coaching, in terms of providing people and training people to get better results for themselves, she actually used 
as a weapon, I suppose. That's certainly how it felt at a time. She used the reasoning that until I'd had a disgruntled client who demanded her money back, I hadn't really made it in the coaching space because this was a rite of passage. I felt that on the one hand, perhaps she is right because we are going to come across difficult people. That is kind of part of life. And it's up to us to learn and navigate how to handle that and become more adept at that. But you never know who it's going to be and when it's going to come up, except, except I actually think in each scenario where this has happened for me, the warning signs have been there pretty early, probably on the discovery call. The warning signs were there, but for whatever reason, my logical brain took over and I ended up working with them. So I'm going to be never giving you specifics in today's episode. I'm giving you a flavour of things that have happened for me because I'm being very cautious about legal and contractual agreements. Obviously, I want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that people don't talk about this publicly for many reasons. Second of all, I want you to know that in the midst of what's happening that might be quite challenging emotionally and personally, there is always a gem that you can take from the feedback that you're getting, even if it is not given in the kindest manner. And sometimes you might have to dig a little bit deep about that. And we'll get into that shortly. The next thing is that it's okay to feel hurt, to feel pained a little bit by unkind criticism. It's okay to do that. And very often it's not about you at all. It's not about the service you're delivering. There may be elements that you can admit to yourself that need improving. And that is actually a good thing because then you can develop and streamline and improve. But very often, if someone comes at you with an attacking criticism, it's not about you. It's not about your service. There's something bigger and maybe deeper that's going on for them. You're triggering some past wound in something that you have done, but that is not your fault because it's not about you. The fourth big thing really is that I think you need to you need to use any lessons that you take to get your contractual elements absolutely tight. And when we start out, particularly when I first started out, I wasn't using contracts. And when I did then start using contracts, I'd copied and pasted from somewhere, which isn't actually legal in itself. And so my contracts weren't specific. They weren't watertight. And I didn't have confidence and faith in them. And now every time that some challenge comes up for me, we go back to the contract. What needs to change? What amendment can we put in for the next client to protect ourselves going forward? And I think that's particularly true if you are delivering a service of some kind. So in the podcast agency and in expert audiobooks, which is a newer arm of my business, those contracts will get tighter and tighter and tighter and much more specific as time goes on because we will have learned from some of our feedback, I was going to say failings, but feedback that we have received either from a client or noticed as a team and know that we want to protect ourselves. I want to protect myself in the business, certainly. The other thing then is dealing with this in integrity for you. And very often if we feel attacked, we want to attack back and put the blame somewhere else. It never ends up feeling good when you do that. So I would invite you to think about how you can sit back from responding in an alarmed, impassioned way 
potentially could you have someone else, team member, craft the email for you? So the emotion is removed. So you're dealing with this in a much more factual and delivery aspect rather than personal insults about your work. And look for the lessons. One of the things that helps me is thinking about, well, what was my intention with taking this client on? What did I hope for them? What did we verbally discuss? And what actually went into the contract? Have I Have I been able to, can I go to sleep soundly at night knowing in my world, in my model of the world, that I have delivered on all of those things? And if the answer is yes, then you need to make sure you have the contracts and agreements that represent that too. There is always a lesson or two in a challenging, demanding client. And this could be that you need those boundaries. You need to understand when they are going to get contact from you, when they're going to get it from the team. You also might need to learn to become a little less sensitive to the feedback because often when people come in to work, particularly in a coaching environment, it's because they have a need for themselves and they are maybe not actually fully stepping into their best version of themselves. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. And again, without going into too many specifics, a couple of years ago, I had someone who joined a group program who actually, at heart, didn't want a group program. What she really wanted, but could not afford or justify the time in, was a full one-to-one service. And after a short amount of time on the course, so she had maybe consumed live maybe two hours out of an eight-hour delivery, I began to get emails criticising my delivery, quite personal criticisms as well. And I found it then really hard to deal with. She was telling me my course was useless, that the instructions weren't clear, and it was impossible to fit it all into the timeframe. What was interesting about what she was saying to me was at the same time, I was having seven other participants reach out to me to say, this is great. This is so detailed. You're giving us really clear action steps. I feel like I now understand what I have to do, whereas before I felt clueless. And this particular person's social media at the time was displaying that she had taken on way too much in her own world. She had taken on book deals. She had taken on too many clients that she was under pressure to deliver for. She had taken on other engagements that I'm not going to describe because that might give the game away. So I could see that her world was getting really busy. And actually what was happening was that she knew that she couldn't fully commit to the course and for whatever reason in her own world, wanted out of that. And instead of being upfront with me about what was going on for her, so we could have a conversation about that, about how I could best support that, or maybe delay the delivery, or spread the payments or something, instead she began to attack me. And it actually, it started off as, can I give you some feedback? And the feedback came, but it was very barbed, and it became more and more personal. Now, in that... I did have to dig deep a little bit. All sorts of imposter syndrome stuff was coming to the fore. Am I good enough? Do I know what I'm talking about? Was it wrong that I took money for a new course or service? 
But I knew deep down that I had delivered to the best of my ability. That does not mean that things had been perfect. I'd had an instance. This happened for me. I had a series of incidences, actually, where my children, for whatever reason, two of them had changed schools through bullying and all sorts of not very nice, pleasant things at the time. And in my world, yes, my clients matter. However, if I get a phone call from the school, it's probably because there's a medical emergency or something drastic has happened. And I went through about a month where I had three or four phone calls from different schools about different children. I've got three children. And I was actually live delivering on one particular course that I was doing. And I got the first couple of phone calls and I ignored them. I could, you, you can see it buzzing. I knew something was going on. Then my landline started to ring, which for me always means that it's my husband and there's an emergency or it's the school because they're the only people who ever call on the landline. So I knew whilst I'm live delivering, there is a problem. There's a serious problem and I have to answer this call. But I had paying clients. So what was the right thing to do? Well, in that moment, I can remember being live on screen and my face really flushing. They can all hear the phones because it's now going off on my house. It's not like a a mobile that you can switch off. And in the end, I just had to say, I'm really sorry. I think there's an emergency. I need to go and take this call. I will give me one minute and I will be back. And most people in that group, whether they didn't like that or not, were actually really supportive and saying, you know, of course, go and do that. This particular person really took umbrage to it and told me that in emails, I was really unprofessional, that she'd never come across such a shambles. Now, what actually happened in that 60 seconds was I spoke to the school, I spoke to my husband, I got someone to pick up my child and I carried on delivering. I was very apologetic, but we went in and we did the content and I still delivered to the best of my ability. But this had really pushed someone with their responses. And it became very unpleasant. And of course, there's a part of me, because I want to deliver to my best, I did feel bad that I'd let clients down. And actually, I reached out to them each privately to thank them and to apologise and to offer them a little bit extra of my time. But this wasn't good enough for this particular person. And what was interesting was that I could see in her world that she was way too busy, but she got very unpleasant. And in the end, I refunded her money and let her go because I knew that my contract hadn't been watertight. And so it hurt a little bit because I knew that she had consumed, by the time we had negotiated that I would refund her the money, I had delivered six out of eight training sessions and she had had all of the resources, she would be able to get the majority of the result that she had come to work with me for by the time that that happened. But for me, giving that situation any more of my time and attention, I guess I was a little bit heartbroken that someone felt that I was delivering in a shoddy way because that's never, ever my intention. But there's also a part of me that felt, well, actually, the people I want in my world, the people I want to work with, if they can't accept that when I have a family emergency, and actually on this particular occasion, one of my children was concussed, if they can't accept that that comes first, they're not really my people. And I think over time, I've got much more in tune with who I want to work with and who I want to serve 
And so there was a good lesson for me in that. I tightened up my contracts. I listened to my intuition much more on discovery calls. And I have to say that does get easier the more income that you have in your business. Because if you're at a place where you're really early days and you don't have a lot of money coming in, you kind of want to take everything. But please take my advice. If your intuition is screaming at you, this person isn't a good fit, don't work with them. And for me, the other learning then was about boundaries. At what point am I going to say the way you are behaving is unacceptable to me and my working environment? Because it did become quite uncomfortable within a a group environment. And it made it hard to show up. I would have level of not anxiety, but trepidation before we began each session. And I know that I'm not alone in having experienced that. So I just want to let you know you're not alone with it. There are also clients who expect way too much, way more than what they've actually paid for and signed a contract or ticked the terms and conditions box for. And that is hard sometimes to manage if your contract doesn't support the exact form of delivery. I've now spent thousands of pounds in my business on contracts and I started out with virtually nothing. And I've done that because it gives me security. It gives me peace of mind and it gives me a place of power to come from if there is a legal dispute. The other thing is that sometimes you do have to accept some responsibility. You have to accept a lot of responsibility for whatever happens in a client situation. Now, that doesn't mean everything is your fault. It doesn't mean you're to blame. But you have responsibility for how you handle those situations and how you reply and respond to the client. And actually, you have responsibility for where you draw the line in the sand with them. When someone is coming at you with criticism that is nasty or unkind or bullying and you are the deliverer of the service or the coaching, you have it within your right to draw that line in the sand and say no more. And sometimes, sometimes it is worth making that full refund as quickly as possible with a non-disclosure agreement to just get it off your back, get it away from you. Because I found in growing my business that I don't want to focus on that negativity. I want to focus on the great stuff in my life, the exciting stuff in my business. I want to get back to the clients who actually are showing up because they want the change, the transformation, the information and knowledge that I'm sharing. But sometimes it's also worth making sure that legally you have things wrapped up so that if you need to speak to a legal advisor about it, you already know that you're safe and secure. And I can't give you that legal advice. That's not my role. But I did want to acknowledge that this happens for everybody. And sometimes it's an overt personality, an extrovert personality who is quite bullying and it's very obvious. And sometimes this will come from someone more introverted who in potentially in a group environment or a mastermind environment is actually pretty negative. And you have to watch out for those too. Because they can change and affect the dynamic for everybody else. And again, listen to your intuition. If something feels off, if you're feeling heightened or anxious in some way about delivering in an environment that you should be flourishing in, because this is where you have the ability to do your best work for the right people who have the right attitude, step into that intuition and allow yourself to, to make difficult decisions as a leader in your business. 
I hope that this has been useful for you. And actually, I would quite appreciate any of you who are going through this and you listen to this episode, reaching out and letting me know I've been there too, because you're not alone. And you have to be careful what you say on social media around things. There is always a lesson. I want to leave you with this thought. If this awful situation I find myself in with a challenging client who I wish was not affecting me in the way they are, what can you learn? What can you learn and what changes can you make to your business, your style of delivery, your contract or your onboarding process to protect and prevent this from happening again? I hope this has been useful to you today. Do reach out. And finally, I just want to let you know about some things I've got up my sleeve that you can follow me and find out a little bit more about. So first of all, very, very soon, I am launching an additional sister podcast to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, which is going to be called Podcasting for Entrepreneurs, looking at how you use audio to gain much more influence and drive profit. So watch out for that one coming very, very soon. And you'll be able to find it wherever you find this podcast too. The other thing is that we have launched a new element in the business, which is called expert audiobooks. So I'm kind of going back to my professional roots, if you like, and I'm working with authors, nonfiction authors, who want to get their self-published book up on Audible. So we're going to be working with you to not just help you record the audio. We're going to work with an incredible voice coach who specializes in audiobook narration. We're going to be having you live directed either in your remote area, if we can get an environment that works in your home, or we're going to support you to find a professional studio near you. And then we take care of the audio. We record, we edit, we mix, we master, we sort out all of the corrections, we make it sound amazing and so that it reaches those very high levels that Audible require in order to have an audiobook on their platform. It's a little bit different to what's required for a podcast. And with my audiobook background, this feels like just the perfect match. So those of you who are expert authors or want to become one, audiobooks are incredibly powerful and influential and you get more royalties for them than the paperback or ebook editions. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to www.expertaudiobooks.com or get in touch and ask me about the things, the packages we have up our sleeves to make that happen. I hope you've loved this episode. Get in touch. Have you or are you having a challenging client? And how are you feeling about that? Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.